Today FM. It's that time of the week again. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Dermot and Dave Show Best of Podcast. Aye, aye. But not if you're driving. Definitely don't sit back. In fact, the sit up now. I used to call it electricity when I was a kid. I didn't know what it was. Like, I've got electricity in my face. Something's wrong. <laughs> and the pins and needles. You've been sitting on your arse too long. Pins and needles. Yeah, I don't get pins and needles very often. Except if I, famously as I've told many times, sleep on my belly, which I want, my body wants me to do. Are we in a podcast intro? Always. Yeah. My body Leander wants me to sleep on my belly, but I can't because my arms go above my head and immediately, whatever happens in my underarm, it just stops the blood flow and... Like tingle, can't move, slapping myself in the face. <laughs> with these flop arms, I can't control them. I sleep complete, like lying on my back, and I think that might make me a sociopath. <laughs> Why? I just I don't trust people, including myself, who sleep on their back. It just feels a little bit like vampires or something. Yeah, so. your arms crossed across your chest. Well, no, that did happen to me once. I had had quite a heavy night in Budapest, and I woke up the next morning. Well, it was afternoon, <laughs> and I was asleep. Like completely bald straight in the bed with my hands folded in front of my chest. Oh. And the first one I had, I woke up. I was like, "Am I dead?" <laughs> That's a great sentence. I had a, after a heavy night in Budapest. Yeah. It makes you sound quite kind mm. of, um, I don't know, spy like Jason Statham esque or something That's in the it. movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely wasn't crying in the Museum of Horror an hour and a half later because we had to do something cultural that I wanted to die of the hangover. No, it was fine. Have you had a heavy night on all five continents? Although there are seven, but you know what I mean. No, <laughs> just really hit up Europe. Europe, <laughs> um, and the states. Uh, no, states. No, no. It's really hard to get drunk in the states. Oh, Canada, I gave a good wallop into already. Well, then it's North America. Then you've, you've got that one conquered. Yeah. Why is it hard? You have to tip all the time, and you have to get ID'd everywhere you and go. The drinks are small. Yeah, that's the problem. Small drinks, big guns. Everything's fine. Remember they used to do these like, hey, it's like whatever. $2 a beer nights. Yes. Except you'd be getting beer in those white crap plastic cups. Oh, you that's know, the beer you get. So it's you, only a, you get at a kid's a party. A pint or something, yeah. Yeah, you're like, no wonder it's... Yeah. I was also bucks. underage. Underage for no, America, though. Underage for America. So I went to Canada when I was 19 and... Or 18... Yeah, I was 18 and the drinking age is 19. And then I went to the States when I was 20 and the drinking age is 21. And in both occasions, I was like, finally, I'm old enough to... Ah. <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> and is that, is that federal or state? In other words, like, is it the whole country <laughs> yeah. is 21? They take it so seriously. Like yeah. when I was in, so my friends were doing a J1. I couldn't afford to go. So I just went over on a holiday and I went with them to the supermarket and we were buying stuff. We were having a barbecue or something. And I went with them and they were buying beer, but I had to buy my stuff go out of the supermarket and start walking away Before from them. Before they'd let. Like, I couldn't even be walking with them carrying the beer because I was underage. Right. They're that strict. I mean, look, I know Maybe every co- every country is guilty of, like, double standards, but, like, you know, protecting their young people against the demon drink up to 21. But yet, I know, here we go again. You can, <laughs> you can buy an AR-15 when you're 16, but also you can eat all of the junk food in the world. Well, we all can in every country, but it is particularly prevalent in America that, like, they... It will look after you not drinking alcohol, but hey, get up in the morning and eat your Denny's breakfast. It's like seven different types of heart attack. Like, yay. <laughs> it doesn't make much sense, does it? So bad. Makes me feel so crap and I love it so much. American food. Yeah, it's yeah. so bad. It's so good. It's, yeah. Some of it is so good. Some of it is so bad. They've just, the breakfast. The, the bacon, eggs and pancakes, waffles. The fact that they call sausages links, they need to get out. 
like or, but you can get sausage patties yes that's like, like, a, like you get a McDonald's egg breakfast yeah. yeah yeah sausage patties so I was in Chicago a couple of years ago and Nikki went to this like it was a diner in a I don't even know what it was. It was some weird. I don't even know how you found it. it was some weird office building. It was just this weird <laughs> diner, but everything was lino, like all the walls and everything. He's like, "You have to come with me." Like he wow. loves a greasy spoon. Right. <laughs> and we went down, and I had I, I asked for a turkey sausage patty, and I, I assumed it was like a burger, and it came out and it was just a turkey sausage I'd been flattened into a circle. <laughs> <laughs> like no bread or anything. It was a side dish. I just sat there and ate with my the soul marks of the shoe that pretty flattened much, it. Yeah. Actually, on it. you were just in New York recently, Dermot. Did you do the ultimate? And this is the best terrible food in the world which is the New York street vendor hot dog I really wanted one yeah. I really wanted one I didn't get a hot dog while I was there but I, I couldn't bring myself to eat off those carts what no they're <laughs> all super clean they're the How ones you, you want to eat you know where they got that that sausage meat is not from a quality butcher. The hot dog it came from. No one wants to know how you work. make the yeah, sausage. That's the whole expression. You never want to see how the sausage is made. No, you just, just eat the sausage. I didn't go for it. I couldn't bring myself. Oh, the crispy onions and the American mustard. That's so good. I've discovered crispy onions in the last year. Yeah. Never had them before. We have to put them in our house. We have to put them up where we put the sweets. Because one of my kids... We'll just get a bag of crispy onions you can and get disappear. Them in Ikea. Yes, you got a little Tobin of them in yeah. IKEA. Yeah, he gets them when he goes, and he just walks around IKEA. Just what do you put them on? Everything. Hot dogs, salad, start burgers. Um, we do homemade chicken fillet rolls when the kids give out that they haven't had a chicken fillet roll, and we put them on them as well. You use them in the bedroom. <laughs> crispy onions is my nickname. Just sprinkle the bed with crispy, <laughs> like rose petals. Smells divine. I would prefer that. Rose petals. <laughs> rose petals. That's more delicious. Did you get a salty pretzel from one of the lads walking around? Negative. Did you buy the hot nuts? I mean, what did you do in New York City? I just didn't buy anything off a guy with a car. Jesus, you wasted I was an just opportunity. Like, I, I, I went through the thought process and then I thought, okay, if I got food poisoning and then the conversation that would happen... Oh, did you eat anything different? Oh, I ate a hot dog off a guy on the street with a cart. Oh. <laughs> no, you deprived yourself of one of the culinary pinnacles of humanity. <laughs> uh, right, welcome to the Dermot and Dave podcast. Uh, this is the best of Dermot and Dave. Loads of stuff from during the week. Uh, I'm sure I can't remember most of it to tell you about it. Uh, my communion dilemma. Dermot's arse out in the beach and the worst thing that you've ever seen in an airport. Yeah, they're all there <laughs> yep. for you. Enjoy the podcast. Last night, aka this morning, almost 1am, Yeah. by the time we got off the boat, drove home from our under-11s Port Marnock Saturday team's trip to Manchester. Dave, can we just, one more email in the studio, give Dave's team one more round of applause. Yeah. Go on to Port Marnock, go on the lads. Well done. We're very proud. We're very proud as well. Yes, we're the, the applause, by the way, is not just because we exist, <laughs> I should say. It's because we are in the final of the Tony Hackett Cup, which will be played next weekend. I'll, I'll tell you why that's already creating difficulties first. But listen, went to Manchester. The idea was to bring the team over. It'll be the last time we'll ever coach these 10 yeah. lads solo together before they grow into a bigger team or whatever. We've had them since they were four. So we said, look, let's mark the occasion. Went to Manchester on the boat. They had such an action-packed weekend. Like, we got into Manchester City Centre to bring them to the National Football Museum. Wow. It's an amazing thing to go, you know, it's the culture, the history of football. Did they care? No. no. <laughs> because on the way on the tram, they saw a shop that had prime the drink <laughs> in the window. So we rushed through the National Football Museum so they could get out the other side <laughs> and buy an unseemly amount of prime. Priorities. Yeah, for big priorities. 
Uh, then on the Saturday morning, we played Reddish Villa. Okay. We're a local team in Manchester. Really sound bunch of lads. Uh, we lost that one 3-2. Our very first nine-a-side game. We only have 10 players. We only have one sub, and obviously they had loads of subs. Uh, but a great experience. Brilliant. Uh, then we went to Sitte versus Sitte. Leeds. Now, let me paint you a quick picture, lads. Forget the adults for a second. Ten kids. Yes. Four Man United fans, five Liverpool fans, and one doesn't care about football. <laughs> and we're trying to convince them that they can't boo City or Leeds because we're sitting in the City end, right behind the goal. Amazing Dave, seats. Dave, but you say that you were trying to convince the kids not to boo City. But no one in the stadium hates Man City more than you did. Yeah, but no one in the stadium understands more how important it is to not reveal your <laughs> Manchester United uh, <laughs> Efficient, uh, what's the word? Love, United love scum. Exactly. Don't reveal your identity inside the city uh, yeah. of Manchester Etihad Stadium. So we went to that anyway. Look, it was amazing. Having to fake clap goals <laughs> was quite difficult. I was like, I was like making a silent clapping. Like, yay, sit. I'm actually at one point I went out because I was bored. I went out to buy uh, cheesy chips for Sam, oh. and I came back and I sat down and Gundogan scored a goal, and the guy behind me went, "Hey, mate." You, can you go out and come back in again? Because every time you sit down, we score a goal. Shit, shit, shit. I was just like, it sounds oh, like you're Jesus. in your element. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. It was great. Then we had our end of season awards dinner in a tapas restaurant. And the thing I've learned about 10-year-olds in tapas restaurants is they think they're all starters and they keep saying, when can we get pizza? And we're uh, like, yeah. this is it. You just keep getting food. No, it didn't work out. Bad choice bringing 10-year-olds to a tapas restaurant, yeah, Dave. In retrospect, probably was. We had a great time. Very poor Marnock. <laughs> <laughs> then we went, uh, we went and had a sing-song. That's another story. We'll get into that. So Sunday morning we played, listen to the people who've gone to the team, yes. played for the team we played, right? Marcus Rashford, Ooh. Jared Piquet, wow. Scott McTominay, cool. and Carl Pilkington, Ricky Gervais' <laughs> friend. Yes. They all went to a school called Ashton on Mersey and played for the football team, and we played them. And we beat them 3-2 yesterday morning. Hey, Dave, it, it must be unbelievable, the fact that you won your semi-final last Thursday night, mm. and then you got to go away on this team bonding experience. It must be, you know, like, it must be like what it's like, be like being in camp. Like, you know, when like a team's going well at the Euros or at the World Cup, like you, you right. always see, um, you know, those football documentaries where they talk about what the mood was like in the camp and they'd go back to the hotel that night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you're under Your under-11s team are in camp at the moment. Yeah, we are in camp. You're right. We went into camp straight after the final, our semi-final. Hardly any sleep, as we said. Sure, we were on the phone with you yeah. from the boat on Friday morning. Uh, over to Manchester uh, we went to Old Trafford by the way just to redress the City balance we Good man. That yesterday in the stadium tour and then got home at about half twelve last night so look I'm sure a few of them went to school I'm sure a few of them didn't go to school <laughs> I'm sure a few of the dads went to work and a few of the dads didn't go to work but I'm here but I've got a massive problem and the problem has nothing to do with the quality of football my team plays okay. they're unbelievable like phenomenal footballers the problem I have is the final is on at on the same day and pretty much the same time as my twin daughter's communion. Oh. Now I've checked, neither of them can move. So the the bishop or whoever it is does the communion, <laughs> he's not interested in moving for the under eleven Saturday he, Tony Hackett Cup yeah, final. Yeah, he doesn't care about Tony Hackett. And the AUL, which is where the the in Clonshock in Dublin, where the finals of finals, all of the DDSL, the, the league's finals are being held on the same day. It's obviously a massive operation with 6,000 people going to yeah. be there. They can't move a final. So, so now I, I am in the situation where 
my son is now not going to my daughter's communion. That's 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 a given, right? Okay. He's not going. I obviously am going because they're my daughters. I love them just as much as I love him. But I'm also the coach of the team. Yeah, Dave, you're the manager. You're the pep. Well, there's three of us, thankfully. But no, but I mean, but, but you're right. We're there. And, and I am now not going to be there, certainly for the warm-up, probably not for kickoff. And I'm going to just rock up half of the first half and be going, well, lads, how are we getting oh, on? Ah, Dave, you can't do that. Is there any way you could make sure that your daughters are one of the first people to get the, the bread in their mouth? And then when they leave and they have the body of Christ and they say, Amen, you leg it. But you have to stay there till the end. I mean, I'd, Take the pictures beforehand. I would definitely do all the pictures beforehand. Definitely do all the pictures. I don't know. I, I will do whatever it takes. If anyone has ever experienced anything like this before and has any advice, I'd really appreciate it. Nicola's been in touch. If your kids are old enough, why not sit down with the three of them, explain the situation, and then leave it up to them to decide what event daddy goes to. No guilt for you, and the kids get to feel like they've been part of the decision-making. Oh, I like that. I might, might sit down with them today and see what the story is. Uh, Hillary was also on to us. Dave, it's very simple. You go to your daughter's communion, you suck it up, you take the pictures, you smile. Family first, always. Family first, always. Okay, but what about the fact that this, my son is the family who's playing? <laughs> Colin says this. I've got it sorted, lads. What you need to do is tell the squad yeah. to... Um, Feign injury. Oh, need to tie my shoelaces. Oh, um, ref, was that not a handball? Delay tactics. Pull the game out as long as you can, and uh, you should make it there by half time. Anyway, good luck. Hope yeah. they win. Thanks very much. Appreciate that, Colin. Uh, we've also had Fergus on to us. Dave, the way to answer that question is: Which religion do you believe more in? <laughs> the religion of football or the religion of the church? For fear of incriminating myself, I plead the fifth on that one. Fiona's been in touch as well. What I'm picturing is you on the sideline in your um, Holy Communion suit. <laughs> Obviously, not the kids' one. You as the dad in your Holy Communion suit um, on the sideline for an under tens match, and the. Uh, opposition team saying Jesus this lad's taken an under 10s match real serious thinks he's in the Premier League wearing a suit on the sideline yeah that's a good point I mean I don't even know if I'd be in a suit Fiona but I would certainly be in something definitely wouldn't be my Port Marnock football gear and uh, Dallin's been on as well Dave just to say to you speaking as a cameraman if you go to your son's football match mm. your daughter's will clean up at the communion in terms of a sympathy vote <laughs> the fact that their daddy wouldn't come to it. So you, know, you might actually be doing them a favour. <laughs> Go to the match. Go to the match. We'll see. Okay, look, I don't know what to do. It's, it's very confusing. I've got lots of mixed emotions about this. D- Dave, it's becoming a very divisive issue here. Uh, and I actually would say there's a bit of a gender divide appearing. It seems to be a lot of the female listeners listening at home that are saying go to the communion and a lot of uh, males who seem to just not worry about anything saying to go to the match. So I think we should run a poll, okay? Okay. So simply text... Match or communion. Match or communion. And then I will tot up and then we'll get a definitive answer whether you should go to the match or communion. Okay. So text match or communion to 087-4100-102. Should Dave go to the communion or to the match? (laughs) This... Is today FM. Connor's been on. Dave, how many times are your girls going to make their communion? And how many times will your son get a chance to play in a football final? 
One happens once. One can happen many times. Connor, I'm glad of the faith you have in my son Sam for getting into lots of finals. I really hope he does, but I have absolutely no way of knowing whether he'll ever get into a <laughs> final again on anything ever. Uh, Linda's been on. Dave, my father missed my birth because he had a, a greyhound running in a race. <laughs> uh, these things happen. He's never lived it down, but... And even so, I'd still say, go to the match. You'd still say go to the match, but you're still telling us about the time your dad missed your birth because he was at a greyhound. I don't know, I don't know. Uh, who else have we got? We have Eddie. Take the two girls out of that school, change schools to one that's making their communion the following week or the week after that again. Problem solved. <laughs> ah, yes, I see. Sure, it's as easy to move schools at the short notice, isn't it? Uh, we have John as well was on. Shay was on to us too. I think you should get one of the other coaches to live stream the match. So then at the communion... You can then watch it on the sly. Right. And then rush off later. And, and once the kids have all the money and just enjoy it. I don't know. Yeah. Look, it's going to be a tough decision. You guys have been voting in a poll that Sean suggested. Yes. Uh, you were texting communion or match to 087 102. And Sean has got results for us because he's been adding up your votes. And we now will f- cross live to the jury who will tell me whether I should go to the communion. Or the match. Eight-year-old daughters versus ten-year-old son. <laughs> Dad of the year is not going to me. What is happening, Sean? Okay, Dave. What I will say is there was an influx of early votes for one. Mm-hmm. And then as the polls opened, we got a clearer picture of what the result was going to be. Look, he is like a news anchor, this fella, isn't he? He knows everything. knows that side, oh yeah. I can now reveal that it is 63.37. That's a clear steer from the people of Ireland as to what it is they want me to do, which is... Go to your daughter's communion. Oh, oh. for God's sake. <laughs> That's not the answer you wanted. <laughs> I can tell by your reaction. 63% of you think I should go to my daughter's communion. Okay, yeah. I, as politicians say... I'll take it on board. <laughs> I'll take it on board what the, what the public have said. Minister, I will allow it to inform <laughs> my future decisions for my constituents. You could just say that this was a poll and the sample size of the audience <laughs> was... <laughs> the entire nation of Ireland. Five million people have spoken. Yeah, it was only a, a sample size of 1,000 that, that, that doesn't reflect the wider uh, population. I'll tell you what I'll do. I will sit down with the person who makes all the decisions in my life and ask Tracy what I should do. That's what I'll do when I get home later on today. Terminal Dave. Playing the music you know. Bono is doing his show in a theatre in New York City. And our little friend Dermot is so excited about this. Bono is his absolute idol. He has dreams, genuine dreams. He wakes up in the nighttime with these dreams that he is in Bono's kitchen and that Bono's just like they're just hanging out drinking coffee having chats and then Bono just goes hey want to go into the studio and we'll lay down some tracks he loves him so much so for his birthday he bought tickets to go to New York and see Bono do his show and then guess what happened a few minutes ago we got this voice note Dave I'm just back from the gig I saw Bono and it was unbelievable. It was everything that I'd hoped for and more. But um, let's just say I wasn't the only incredible celeb at the gig. Mm. <laughs> um, 
Sitting a few seats down from us was Michael Stipe of REM. Beside him, supermodel Helena Christensen. And just a few seats down from me, mm-hmm. Mr. Liam Neeson. That's right. The man I blanked twice and who has left me threatening messages was sitting just a couple of seats down. Did I go and speak to him and say sorry for blanking him twice in Today FM? No. <laughs> I ignored him again. That's three times. He's definitely going to murder me. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I I just can't. It's, I'm st- it's still sinking in. Um, and the unbelievable news is that, of course, after the gig, um, Michael Stipe, Elena Christensen, Liam Neeson and Bono were going for dinner and just as they were leaving they turned around looked in my direction and then they continued on and left without me (laughs) anyway Dave I'll see you soon I've got to fly home tomorrow and let's just hope that the journey home goes a little bit better than my journey over Uh, because when I was on the plane I put my hand into that little pocket where Cara magazine and all those lovely things are kept and I could feel something with my hand and I went hmm what's that and I looked closer and it was a previous passenger's retainer (laughs) yes (laughs) oh couldn't happen to a nicer guy (laughs) absolutely brilliant Dermot Whelan living literally his best life hanging around with Bono well, not quite hanging around, you know, but going to see him. But don't forget, this is what Dermot's talking about. Liam Neeson has been stood up by Dermot twice from the show and now once in New York. This is the original message that I asked Liam to record for Dermot, who just bailed on an interview. Dermot, we will meet sometime in the future. I won't forget today and your absence. Cold, flu, come on, be a man. And that was the first one. The second one was when Liam was sitting in studio in front of me. And he said this. Dermot, a joke stops being a joke. When it becomes kind of serious and personal, this is the second time, as Dave quite rightly has pointed out, that you've stood me up. <laughs> there will not be a third, Dermot. Do you understand me? <laughs> The man is in serious trouble now for blanking him yet again, this time in New York City. It's like all we've done for the past four shows is talk about my son's under-11 Saturday team. But hey... Oh, are we talking about it again? Yeah, there's a reason, Sean. So yesterday, you may remember... Do we have to? Yeah. All right. Yesterday, you may remember that I had a dilemma. And the dilemma was that Sam's final in the Tony Hackett Cup I mean prestigious yeah. I love the name of that more cup prestigious so in the Tony Hackett Cup his final was clashing with my twin daughter Nina and Anna their twin daughters their communion yeah and the question I had was should I go to the communion or should I go and coach the boys that I've coached for four since they were four years old in their the pinnacle of their and my coaching career yeah as we reached the final of the Tony Hackett Cup and Dave, I have to say, the reaction that we got to this yesterday, like, you're doing radio for 21 years. Yeah. We're doing this show for the guts of seven years. Yeah. Never seen the reaction to it. People were, there was a divide that was... It was violent. Violent. It was violent. Go to the communion. You're a terrible father. <laughs> How could you miss your son's match? You're a terrible father. Basically, I was a terrible father no matter what I did. Sean, Ireland... 
there was an update yesterday afternoon. No way. Here is the note. They've cancelled the communion. <laughs> no, the communion's still rocking. The DDSL Cup finals for this weekend have now been rescheduled. What? For the weekend of the 26th, 27th, 28th of May in the AUL. Following a meeting this morning at the venue with the AUL, the Garda and the, and the league safety officer, a decision was made to postpone the finals and reschedule yes. the event. Dave, do you think this is... Do you remember yesterday on the show we were asking for a Garda escort? Mm-hmm. You had the Garda, the ASL, the league. They all came together and did this for you. This is... God, come on. Round no. of applause. No, no. Because this is, this is actually worse. Why? Because while I had a decision to make as to how much of the communion I could attend before I needed to go and coach the lads, the weekend of the 26th, 27th, and 28th of May is the weekend where I am in Hamburg to see Metallica. What? It's the same weekend. I'm oh, Metallica dude. are doing their world tour and they're doing two shows in every city. And you buy a ticket and you get two shows. They're two completely different set lists. I have a show on the Friday night in Hamburg. On the Saturday, myself and my two mates were just chilling out in Hamburg, yeah, yeah, yeah. eating schnitzel and going to guitar <laughs> stops, eating, sh- shops. Eating schnitzel, <laughs> eating schnitzel. And then on the Sunday, we go to the second show. But now that DDSL have rescheduled it to the only weekend that I'm not in Ireland. Oh, Dave. So now I have a what dilemma. Are you, what are you going to do? Which is, what am I going to do? Am I going to go to Metallica with my two mates who we've, we've booked... Before Christmas, is or am I going to go to the AUL complex and see Sam and coach Sam's football team? Dave, is this not Metallica's potentially their last ever tour? Look, who knows? Metallica are in their sixties and they're still well, nearly in their sixties, and they're still absolutely killing it. So I don't know if this is their last ever tour, but this is a special tour. Just like release their new album. Don't forget when I was in Orlando, I went to see yeah. Metallica. I left my family to go and see Metallica in a cinema. So we already know that you love Metallica more than your family when it comes to that. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like now, like this was the best. The Literally, I swear to God, my mood went. I saw the thing. The DDSL of reschedule. I was like, oh my God. As Sean said, we were asking for some kind of intervention. It came in the form of, it was divine. It came in the form of flooding. It was flooding to the car park in the AOL complex that made the DDSL change the finals. I was like, the Lord is my savior. Because he wanted me to go to the communion, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) But then, Jesus, why have you put it on the same weekend I'm supposed to be seeing Metallica in Hamburg? So, let's get this straight. Metallica is on the weekend of the match. Uh, And it's, it's, you've the flights, accommodation booked. Flights, accommodation, gig tickets, it's all booked and it's been booked since before Christmas. This was like in the calendar so long ago. Obviously, it's an expensive trip because we had to, when we divide it up between three of us, it's actually not that bad. But anyway, we had to plan it. We had to save. We had to put the money aside. We had to okay it with our respective other halves. Yeah. Now I have to tell my 10 year old that his match doesn't clash with the communion, yay, but it does clash with daddy going to Hamburg to see Metallica. I'm sorry. So that. Are you going to go to Hamburg? What? Why are you asking me like that? Oh, like, Dave, <laughs> sorry now. I was all for skipping the girls' communion. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't think you can 
you think I should go to the match and ignore a band that I've loved since I was 11 years old, that I've never missed a concert in Ireland. I've seen, been to, this is be my 13th time seeing them. See, I just find Metallica a bit noisy. So well, Don't mind your musical <laughs> taste, Sean. Imagine it was your favourite band and it was your son. Put yourself in my size 10s. Uh, what do you think I should do, everybody? 087 102 Text or WhatsApp or send a WhatsApp voice note. So you should have just lost the semi-final. <laughs> I just, just can't handle the stress of this. Like, I just want to coach kids and see Metallica like, and go to my daughter's community. Why does it all have to happen at the same time? Oh, you poor man. This is Today FM. Dermot went to New York to see oh, you two. Oh, I did. I had see Bono. best time. Bono was doing his book tour. I went to see him in the Beacon Theatre. And this was a, your birthday gift. Your birthday was in February. You were waiting from February to May yeah. for your birthday to happen. This was my present to myself. Yes. Well, and okay. my wife got to cash in on it as well. <laughs> and we just had the best time. New York is just so much fun. Was it as cool as you've remembered? Because sometimes you can go back to a city and go, oh, it's all changed. It's all it's a bit different. It's a bit this, a bit that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think every time you go to New York, it's kind of different. Mm. I don't spend a lot of, huge amount of time there, you know, uh, but we just really enjoyed it this time, and I did loads of kind of New Yorky things. Uh, we just tried to tick as many New York boxes as we could. Give me so, two New York. Okay, the first did. thing we did when we arrived to the hotel was at nighttime. We went down. We asked, "Where is the best pizza you can get in New York?" And we went there. Uh, so we had big slices of pizza there, and then fell into bed. Next day, I get up and I went for a run in Central Park. That's pretty New York. Yeah, and I got a little bit lost and wasn't sure. It's like a giant Stevens Green, and I was sure that I had missed my my gate, <laughs> so I ended up like running an extra five kilometers or okay. something. But that was class, and that's just you, the movies don't really convey how nice Central Park is. Yeah, like, well, that's because for years all of the famous movies we watched about New York was New York in the eighties. When trust me, Central Park was <laughs> not nice. But Mayor Rudy Giuliani sorted all that out in the early nineties. Went looking for record shops found really cool record shops um, uh, did you go to Flight Club uh, what's that <laughs> the, the sneakers the New York sneaker store you, oh. you went to New York and you didn't go to Flight Club no I don't need to go to sneaker stores I have you yeah, that's I fair. just tell you what I want and you get it <laughs> I am Flight Club for from China well you said something <laughs> terrible happened to you well I was this was in coming home so, so you've done the whole so we did New the York experience. You've been to Bono. Yeah, I went to a show on Broadway on Saturday night uh, with uh, Oscar Isaac from Star Wars and Dune. He was in. That was no so way. cool. And uh, Rachel Brosnan, who's in one of my favorite shows, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon Prime. She was in it. That was really, really cool. Uh, but yeah, no, coming home, I obviously went to Bono on Sunday night. That was incredible. You told us on your voice note that you were sitting beside uh, Michael Stipe, Liam Neeson's. You were all there. <laughs> all your friends yeah. were there. Uh, yeah, that was just so cool. I didn't get to speak to Liam Neeson uh, because he was kind of... They, they see the big oh. celebs, they come in at the last second and then they go flying out of there. I don't think he'll take that very kindly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's a fo- no phone show. Of course, yes. So, so I wasn't able to take any pictures or anything like that, but the theatre is unbelievable. Look like nothing from the outside, the big right, theatre. Yeah. But when you go in, it's like just everything is gold and there's these massive statues. And it's like going to, a, I, I don't know, what a theatre would look like in ancient Greece or Egypt or something. Oh, DL. Yeah, it's unreal. But anyway, coming home in the airport, yeah. just had an amazing weekend and we were in the queue, uh, queuing up to uh, get through security. And 
uh, there's a big kind of family in front of me and they're, they're all talking they're quite you know, animated animated family yeah. yeah and they're Irish and then there was a bit of a sort of kerfuffle in, with their bags or something and they were looking for something right. and then they threw something on the floor beside me Sorry, in and security? In, in, yeah, so they were approaching kind of the official people. The TSA. And they obviously wanted to offload something before they got to them. Jesus. So I... <laughs> and we're still kind of high on the buzz of, wasn't that an amazing weekend? And then this thing lands on the floor beside me. Mm-hmm. And I look down. And I don't know mm-hmm. how best to describe it. A giant pair of women's... Pooey <laughs> knickers. What? I'm not joking. I they're, looked at Karina. We were the like, set of words I expected you to say. Are, are we imagining what's happening here? What? Uh, the most annoying thing is there was a bin right beside us, but they threw the a, a big pair like of those unflattering big white or what used to be white. Pooey knickers thrown on the floor beside me. Now, I apologize if I'm putting anyone off their breakfast. No, no, I'm just intrigued here now. Hang on. And then they were all the skitting laughing. There yeah, wasn't that gas. And and this thing is just there. And everyone in the queue is just like, are we seeing what we're seeing here? <laughs> so, <laughs> was there anyone in the family who would have, who you think would have owned these? Or was it some kind of a, oh, I put the joke pants from the joke shop in your bag. You better get rid. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, do they look like they belong to someone that they were going get them out of your bag before they? Well, I didn't hold them, pick them up no, off the I ground, know, but and like... hold them up to them and go here. Do they fit you? <laughs> <laughs> so what? Like, so they... this, this is after this is obviously on the same trip where I put my hand into the pocket of the airplane and picked up somebody's <laughs> retainer <laughs> yeah, that yes. they had left that in there. Exceptional. Yeah. So then, hang on. So you said they were Irish. So they're yeah. obviously listening now. So hello, poopy pants family. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did you? Did they? Were they on your flight? Because I mean, this is the thing. Like, of I course mean, they're on my flight. We're all queuing up together. Oh. But I was like, well, at least it's a big Airbus with like however many hundreds of people yeah, that yeah, thing yeah. holds. Who am I sitting right in front of? <laughs> the poo pants family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who failed to understand that? If you're tapping the screen that's on the seat in front of you to play a game or get annoyed because you're not selecting what you want to oh, say, yeah. every time you bang that with your hand, it knocks my head forward. <laughs> so I had to at one point just go, Will you stop banging the seat? All my meditation training went out the window. I was I about to just... Of the cr- <laughs> throw them out of the plane with their pooey knickers. Of the crimes that that family committed, uh, tapping the back of your seat was low down in the list. I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna say. I just. Oh, that's tremendous. I am. I am buoyed by this. Oh, I'm glad you're happy about it. <laughs> the retainer was sustaining me, but this is taking me over the edge. Pooey <laughs> pants in front of you in the security queue. They were obviously. If I don't know why they were in. They were in their hand luggage, for starters. <laughs> but also, and then we're afraid that somebody would have to go through their bag. And we thought, well, I couldn't stand the embarrassment of that. So I'll just put them on the floor here, beside everybody else. And also, the family were all complicit in it. What have you got here? We got any liquids? No. <laughs> have you got the poopy pants? I the poopy pants this time. I got, rid of, I got rid of mine in the taxi. You better get rid of yours here. <laughs> Today, F-
Aaron was on to us. So my airplane airport story is myself and my husband were coming back from Spain after a few days away together. We'd had a big night the night before. I was in absolute bits getting on the flight, sat down. We were taking off and I was like, oh, she's like, I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get sick. So I grabbed the paper bag, yeah. vomited in the bag, like very discreetly. I have very long hair and I was sitting by the window. So I was kind of like bent over in the corner, vomited in the bag, very discreetly. And then I said to my husband here, you give me your bag so I can double bag the <laughs> But as we were double bagging the vomit, the original bag of vomit burst no! and it literally went everywhere. <laughs> Yes, Karen. That is gross. <laughs> and Martine has another one for us. Guys, speaking of disgusting people on planes, I was in a flight one time in Indonesia and the lady beside me had bought a large bar of chocolate with whole hazelnuts in it. Sit beside me anyway and I could feel something hitting my foot every now and again. So I turned to see her basically taking bites out of the bar and then when she had all the chocolate sucked off the hazelnut she spit the hazelnut onto the floor every time (laughs) what is wrong with these people Airplanes are just giant flying bins. Somebody got busted for vaping on the plane as well coming back yeah that is a federal offense clowns here's you two even better than the real thing Dermot and Dave on today FM and a chance to win cash after this. Don't worry, I'm going to visit my wife in jail. <laughs> Dermot and Dave. Playing the music you love. Know. Black Eyed Peas and let's get it started. Dermot and Dave on today FM. I'm going to tell you an amazing thing about Black Eyed Peas in Dave's world in about an hour's time, plus a lot of other amazing albums. We'll get to that. Dave's world is going to be pretty amazing today. Don't miss it. Is it all kinds of peas? No, or just those. Just specifically black eyed peas. Okay. Uh, no news about any other marrow fats <laughs> or anything in a pod or mushy, but nothing about mushy peas at all. No. This is Today FM. Gavin James and always Dermot and Dave on Today FM. A message in from Damien talking about Pitbull there, the way he finished his, uh, his song there, Uno, Dos, Tres, Cuatro. Lads, on Pitbull, he said something about Brazil at the start, so I think it's Portuguese. No, it's definitely Spanish, all right. Uh, I had a quick look at... Do you know, do you know his name? Anyone in here? Sean, you're a Pitbull fan. Anyone know Pitbull's real name? I know Pamela Joyce, if she was here, would know his real name. She's Sorry, well, I fan. just had headphones on. What's Pitbull's real name? John. Oh, let me Google it. Here. No, I've, I've got to Google. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Julio... Armando <laughs> Christian Perez was born in 1981 in Miami, Florida to Cuban immigrant parents. So definitely Spanish and definitely not Portuguese. So there you go. Now you're up to date on Pitbull. Everyone <laughs> happy with that. We're met here and suggesting that, uh, according to our Cahill, that maybe we've got some good weather on the way yeah. in the next oh, couple oh, of weeks. Up to 25 degrees. <laughs> 25 degrees in Ireland is hotter than it is in 25 degrees in Spain. <laughs> there it is. I was in 25 degrees in Spain. It was actually quite cold. I actually had a top on. You get more burnt. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, we it was very warm in New York. Was it? Yeah, it was roasting. Like, but they were saying that, um, hey, you got lucky with the days. Just be raining here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! Please keep it up. I'm really enjoying this. Hey, you, you Irish? Yeah, you, you're lucky. The sun is shining today. If you came two days ago, you would have got wet. It was English's second language. <laughs> 
He's very slow. Then it was just a load of Jewish New Yorkers saying, hey, what are you doing? You're Irish. It was raining here all week, and now the sun is yeah, up. Well, you, you brought that, the good weather with you. We had a flood, and uh, that's where we're playing the second song. <laughs> you know, guys, I've been coming in extra smug lately because I've been going for like 5 a.m. runs and uh, jumping in the sea. Hey, you've been, hey, you've been getting swole in the gym. I was you back went... in the gym yesterday. Yeah, they're looking for you, Dave. Both Ronan and Mike uh, were saying, I haven't seen Dave in ages. What, what, what's he doing? He's on his couch with a cup of tea and a, and a biscuit. Yeah, like, so really, is he not? And I said, look, the only way you're going to get Dave back in this gym is if you do one of those cartoon things where you have a fishing rod and you have a burrito <laughs> hanging on the, end, on the end of it. That's the only way you're going to lure him back in here. Or that long walking cane with the hook at the end, this shepherd's thing that goes, rink, and just pulls you in by the neck, possibly. Um, yeah, but you've been, even in New York, you were like on your birthday weekend seeing Bono and you went for a run in Central Park. So you've been building up fitness. We all knew there must be a reason. You weren't just doing it to lord it over the rest of us. Dave, I want you to come with me to Africa. <laughs> He's not joking, lads. <sighs> I want you to climb the world's tallest freestanding mountain at well over 5,000 metres. Mm-hmm. Kilimanjaro. <laughs> In the heart of Tanzania, we will explore some of the most incredible wilderness and we'll test ourselves, challenge ourselves, and I will carry you on my back. <laughs> Up you, the mountain. You can train for the rest of your life. You couldn't lift me off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I might be able to deadlift you. <laughs> possibly if I was in the shape of some kind of weight bar. Possibly. Yeah. I don't even like the fact that I, and I have counted them, mm. have to walk 202 steps from my car to this <laughs> office. Right? It annoys me on a daily basis that I can't... How long it takes him to walk those 202 <laughs> steps. It's painful. I am observing things as I go. It's a beautiful city we live in. So I am not going to walk up 5,000 metres when I could either drive or fly that area. Well, maybe you could just drive up the mountain and I'll walk along beside you. If you get me an ATV, right... I will be some. I could commit to being some kind of water boy, (laughs) a support vehicle. What about? um, It could be like that car from The Simpsons. Remember Canyon Nero? Yes. Now you're talking. You could drive up beside us. I'm not sure cars or vehicles are allowed up the sacred hills, mountainside of 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 Kilimanjaro. Even get to go on safari at the end of it. Yeah, you could I mean, be looking listen, at all the creatures. I, you could be saddling up a rhino. <laughs> Sorry, we should categorically say that it's not part of this trip. Or any trip. Uh, look, I like you. I like you a lot. You're a good work colleague. Um, we've, we've <laughs> oh, been, thank you. We've been working together now for a number of decades. <laughs> I have no interest in challenging myself. The biggest challenge I face is how the hell am I going to go to my son's under 11 final and Metallica the same weekend? <laughs> That's my kind of challenge, right? That's logistics. I have not... What? Well, Why are you doing this? Because, well, for so many reasons. It's an adventure. It's mm-hmm. a challenge. It's a part of the world I've never been to. Um, 
And I guess You know me I like to get out of my comfort zone I get very bored if I'm in my comfort, comfort zone So I have to try and get myself out of it regularly And what better way to do it Than see a part of the world That I guess is changing so rapidly as well With you know climate change and all that mm. The glaciers at the top of this thing Because you'll have to go across some great glaciers oh, I don't uh, have to do anything But keep going yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might have to I don't have to do anything You know they're disappearing fast So I just think it's it's an incredible chance to do something different. Do you not think, and I'm going to be very careful about how I, how I, how I, how I word this, do you not think a man of your vintage <laughs> should be, you know, perhaps slowing down in the later years in life and not going for 6am, 6Ks on a swim, not preparing to climb the tallest freestanding mountain in the world? Do you, I mean... Would you not just, you know, put a little lap blanket over your lap in your classic car and go for a little drive around the Wicklow <laughs> Gap? Like, that's that's the kind of thing you should be doing. No, because we don't want to turn into... You see, you're, you're only as old as you tell yourself you are. And you can. Tu- I think you can turn into an old person really quickly, can't you? I mean, is, you there, know, is there anything wrong? I mean, like, I am currently in my comfort zone <laughs> and I am... There's such an arse print in my comfort zone. I'm so happy to be there. Look, you've seen how fast I walk. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I need to put that to use. And not just from, from here to Tower Records and back. He'll be up. I'm going to kill him and Jarrow before the guides have gotten their backpacks on. What else are we going again? Come on, let's go. We're going to be meditating on the mountain. Of course. Wouldn't that be so Bring cool? meditation into it. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so, so hang on. Look, you can rule me out, okay? Like, as much as I love you, I'm not... Walking up Kilimanjaro. Look, I'm bringing 19 other people. That's what I was going to say. To you. Like, can people listening today go? Absolutely. There's 20 places, including me. Maniacs. And obviously, there's. There, I'm not your guide. Okay, <laughs> okay can we it's just, a part of the world right. I've never been to before. I already yeah. said you can saddle a rhino. So please follow me into the wilderness. I think it's up here somewhere. <laughs> just follow your nose. So <laughs> how, imagine, imagine there are 19 like-minded. Yeah. Carl expressed an interest. Yeah. See? Maybe. Maybe. Where is this? Think of the quad. Think of your quads at the end of this thing. I think we're going back down. That's the hard part. The burn. When is when is this? The burning. Uh, this is in January 2024. So next January. Oh no! Okay, so like eight months away. Whatever. Plenty of time to train, Dave. And if someone is, I was going to say silly enough. No, I won't. If someone is of a like mind, why? How do they find information? Let's go this? to my Instagram. Dermot's Instagram at Dermot Wheel and Official on Instagram. Right. I mean, look. I don't know. Would you? Sean was keen. He was. He's not here today, I noticed. Just for fear of being asked. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I'll take a Friday off in case Dermot talks about this. He went off this. to an important meeting yesterday and he never came back. <laughs> Maybe it was they very important. ate him alive. Has anybody, has anybody done this? Has anybody climbed Kilimanjaro? Is anybody like me looking at him going, why in the hell would you do that when Maybe you just sit and watch football? Maybe you've done Machu Picchu or Everest Base Camp or any of those things. Can, can you try and explain to Dave and, and Dave's kind why you would do this yeah and can you explain to Dermot and Dermot's kind how difficult it is to do this and how you're all crazy you any like, of those stories you like going down to Port Marnock Beach yeah yeah and you stand there and you go god this is incredible look at this scenery look at this velvet strand yeah amazing take a picture it's- put on my Instagram get into my heated seat put my lap blanket <laughs> on my lap and drive into work that's what I do think of the smog the morning smog fairness, you could take at the top of this although thing. I will say you need to you need to back off smoke pick territory. 
You know? Well, oh, you've been, I've been seeing a few cryptic smug pics I've being posted in there. Yeah. <laughs> for a man who's abused <laughs> another fella from a height for what years. What is the point in going for a run at 5.30am if you can't tell people about it? <laughs> oh, it's I've just realised you're never going to come with me. Why? There's no Wi-Fi up in Kilimanjaro. <laughs> Jesus. Like, how could you... Of all, of all of the <laughs> could be on Twitter getting into some debate about Man United. This is Today FM. David's been on. Dave, you can go to Hamburg to see Metallica. Yeah. But you have to climb Kilimanjaro with Dermot. There you End go. End of story. <laughs> no. That's a fair, fair... <laughs> Arrangement. No, there's no, there's no, there's nothing, there's no <laughs> agreement I've come to about that. Barbara's been on as well. She doesn't think it's a good idea, Dermot. Dermot, two words. Midlife crisis. Dave, one word. Don't. Don't worry, Barbara. I will not. Uh, although Steve's been on. Sweet Lord, Dave. Would you cop yourself on, man? Would you let the man challenge himself? He's all Goggins. Just leave him Goggins himself. Come on. Goggins, we love him. I'm worried about him Gogginsing himself and then he won't be able to come back. He'll be stuck up in the mountain or something. David Goggins is one of my YouTube heroes. He's a former Navy SEAL uh, who encourages us always to embrace the suck, to step out of our comfort zone, which unfortunately is exactly where Dave lives. Uh, my wife climbed it in 2007. Wow. It was a brilliant experience for her. I, on the other hand, drove her to the airport and then went straight to GameStop and bought myself an Xbox 360. <laughs> Another brilliant experience. Yes, whoever you are, thank you. You are my brother. There's a training weekend before you go. So you can acclimatize. One weekend. <laughs> no, you're not meant to do all your training in a weekend. You get like the... You know, the guide talks you through the whole thing and you go on a few mm-hmm. hikes, but you're meant to be doing something yourself as See, well. You just said go <laughs> go on a few hikes. This is where it's falling down for me. Do you not like a hike? No. I like a cup well, of tea and a football match. When was the last time you went on a hike? I don't think I've ever been. I was forced on a hike in school, I'm sure, at some point. But apart from that, well, no like, interest you were an athlete. I, this is what I don't get. I was a 110 meter hurdler. I sprinted. I used to. There was nothing worse for me than when I I finished <laughs> athletics training. Going, I loved that. It was like burst, all about like fast muscles, like yeah, whatever. And then go to rugby training. The coach would go do 15 laps of the pitch, and I'd be puking after two laps. Going, I hate this. It's the worst thing ever. Anyway, anyway, you were captain of the team. You must have been an incredible inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> Just take lads, you can be like me. Graham is in Wexford. Graham, you've climbed Kilimanjaro. Uh, I did that, yeah. yeah. Oh, amazing, so Graham. Unbelievable. Now, so tell, tell us, us yeah. all about it. Uh, yes, I'm getting brother done it in um, January. It was gone. Um, it was actually more his idea. I just think I got dragged along. I didn't do so. Okay, uh, so you got dragged along, potentially yeah. like Dave. Uh, were you glad afterwards that you were dragged? Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah, yeah. To be honest with you, I'd do it if someone dragged me in, a, in some kind of comfortable skidoo. Well, you know, those, those kind of stretchers. What was that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio uh, in the snow? Um, Revenant. When he got into the bear. Yeah, yeah remember after he got attacked by the bear, they tie him to this stretcher and they, they wrap him up and drag him yeah. around. So he could do I'd that happily have a fever dream of some description. <laughs> Graham, what, so what was it? Was the physical side or the mental side? What was the toughest part of climbing Kilimanjaro? Yeah, it's, it's more the mental battle. Coming to that day is very tough. It's really tough. Like so, just to let you know. In terms uh, of the climb itself. Yeah, yeah. So like we done it over seven days. You can do it over less. You can do it. I think three is kind of short. So we done it over seven to give us. It gives you time to acclimatize. Mm, yeah. Way up. And uh, so you have you. We had to hike between four and six hours each day. But it wasn't. It kind of gradually got tougher each day. The first day is easy enough, and then 
that's tougher. But the last day is like about six and a half hours of just straight up, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you in the yeah. snow? Uh, no, it's just at the top. Um, so we, when we started, it was it was around 30 degrees at the bottom. But the time we got to the top, it was minus 20. So there's a big, big variation. In the <laughs> fair, the, fair difference over seven days, yeah. in fairness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so we, uh, on the last day, we we done it with a, a crowd called Simon Kilimanjaro. And on the last day, we set off at midnight. So I'll let you get up there at the top. Mm, for, um, for, for dawn. Yeah, oh, exactly. Amazing. Yeah. And did you, did you get those pictures, those Instagram-worthy pictures at the top of you with your hands in the air, Graham? Uh, we got that, yeah, but there was actually a lot of fog and snow and stuff around, so we couldn't see from the top of the we couldn't see very fast. So. <laughs> well, Graham, would you be tempted to go again now, or is that just that box takes you move on with your life? No, no, never again. Okay, no, fair. What? You're not going to go Everest next? No, no, I'm not. Uh, that was actually it was the first hike I ever done, so maybe that was. <laughs> Fair play to Graham. Have you ever been a hike for? No, what's I'm going to go with next weekend. Where are you going? Kilimanjaro. Yeah. <laughs> okay, exactly. Graham, thanks a million for sharing that. Talk to uh, you later. Bye bye. Okay, bye-bye. Um, there are more people getting in touch. There's no name on this voice note, but still. Hi, guys. I am really interested in the Kilimanjaro thing. I'm 55, unfit, carrying a leg injury. But you know something? I think I'm going to do it. There you are. There's people joining. Uh, it sounds like I could be carrying him. <laughs> At Dermot Wheel and Officials, where you want to go on Instagram if you want to get more information about how you can join Dermot next January. Uh, just to categorically state, it will not have Dave on the climb. Just to let you know now. Ever <laughs> bring a cardboard cut out of you? Eric Briggs, call so on me. Doing that. <laughs> Dermot and Dave, playing the music you know. Someone's talking about what you need to add to your your accoutrements that you're bringing with you when you go swimming. Oh, yeah. You need to add the hot water bottle on top of your underwear in the bag so that it's they're toasty when you get out. Oh. So there you go. Hot water bottle on top of the jocks. Well, this morning, uh, maybe this is, is this too grand? Oh, it's already coming out, so you might as well. No. You know the way... <laughs> you know the way your feet won't... They get stuck in your clothes when they're a bit wet? Yeah. Well, I went. To, I was down so early at the beach this morning. There was hardly anyone there, but there, there was one woman who was out in the water. Mm. So, and I had just gone in my running gear, so I just went in in my jocks. Mm. So then I thought, well, I don't want to run up back up to the house in the wet jocks, so I'll take them <laughs> and I'll just get into my shorts. Yeah. So I whipped them off, and then I looked out, and she was quite a way away. But then I was, you know, the more you try and. St- <laughs> hurriedly get clothes on the longer it takes so my foot got stuck they're those shorts you know with the kind of lycra inside yeah 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 and my toes just kept getting stuck and I was like and then I fell over and every time I looked over yeah with my arse pointing directly at the woman who was fast approaching the shore it's like she's like like, oh the moon is out as well (laughs) (laughs) on the sunny day it's like when Ted and Dougal are being chased by the fella in the holiday park who's really ratty at them and they're like to do was like ah he's a fair bit away Ted or you're trying to open the door the keys. <laughs> yeah. you, you'd want to hurry up a little bit there now no, he's getting it. Teddy's very close now at this point well we'd like to apologise to the poor lady who was subjected to that view this morning <laughs> this is today FM get that banana off my bag <laughs> the man the man threw a banana at the bin banana skin in hope that it would land there and it did it landed <laughs> on the bin and a bit of it was l- was licking the side of my bag Dave does not like other people's stuff near his stuff no that's why I take great pleasure in leaving things on his desk <laughs> just to see how ratty he'll get listen back to more from the Dermot and Dave show on todayfm.com Dermot and Dave weekday mornings from 9 on Today FM